Welcome to Brit David Podcast, as Pastor Tim continues his verse-by-verse study of 2 Timothy with a message entitled, You Must Handle the Truth, from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. The fictional Colonel Nathan Jessup famously told defense attorney Lieutenant Daniel Caffey, you can't handle the truth. The truth is, we as Christians must handle the truth wisely, accurately, and faithfully. Here's Pastor Tim. You know, there are um, there are a handful of movies that uh, that I never get tired of. You know, uh, they're they're on. Some of them are on all the time. Uh, my family gets tired of me watching them, but if they're on, I watch them and uh, watch them enough so that I can say the lines. You know, I like being able to say it and then hear them echo it on TV. It makes uh, usually makes Juliana roll her eyes at me. If, uh, if I tell you this line from this movie, you're going to automatically know exactly what it is. Uh, the scene is a courtroom scene, and Colonel Nathan Jessup is on the stand and, uh, and says questions back to, the, um, uh, to Lieutenant Daniel Caffey as he's, uh, as he's interrogating him and, and says, you want answers? And he says, I want the truth. You know, and, uh, and then, of course, what Jessup says is, you can't handle the truth. You know that line, right? So as I come to this passage today, what I really see is we as believers, we have to learn how to handle the truth, you know, not just handle the truth from one another, but we've got to be able to handle the truth, uh, the book of truth, the word of truth. In fact, you're in 2 Timothy chapter 1, when we get over to chapter number 2, uh, you're going to see it once again. He's going to say to us that we need to be a workman who is unashamed to present ourselves before God. And he says this, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we have to learn how to rightly divide the word of truth, to be able to handle the word of God and to use it, to, to, to be able to handle it and use it wisely, to be able to handle it and use it accurately. to to be able to use it and handle it faithfully. You have in your hands tonight the greatest treasure that the world has ever known. There's nothing like the Word of God. You wouldn't know about God if He hadn't revealed Himself. You wouldn't know about creation if God hadn't revealed it. You, you wouldn't know really even about salvation itself had God not intervened and He poured forth His Word and allowed us to know what He refers to as everything we need to know for life and for godliness. So the greatest thing that you can do in your Christian life is to spend time every day in God's Word. Every single day, reading, praying, listening to what God may have to say through that, because he's going to speak directly to you. you know, I, saw a, uh, I saw a picture popped up today on, on Facebook, you know, how it likes to do the memories, you know, and sometimes people will share those memories. So I saw a picture today from, uh, let's see, it would have to be almost 35 years ago. So with whitewashed jeans and, you know, and, uh, and, and look the part of those, uh, of those early 90s, late 80s, um, I got to see the church part of what I used to be a part of and, uh, and the youth group 
that I used to be a part of or used to, used to get to lead. And I always remember one of the little girls coming up when we had talked about quiet times and how important that was and her being so surprised when she said, Brother Tim, it's almost like God knows exactly what I'm going through. You know, when I read my Bible, <laughs> and I was like, well, well, duh, of course he knows what you're going through and leads you to those right passages and helps you to learn how to do, use and divide that truth accurately. So that's where we are tonight, First Timothy or 2 Timothy chapter number 1. We're going to pick up where we left off there in verse number 13 tonight. And I want you to see the first of two real points or points of encouragement that I want to give to you tonight on this Super Bowl Sunday. And the first one is this, stick to the truth. Stick to the truth, you know? It's too easy to get our eyes off of the truth of God's Word and try to get into whatever else is out there. You know, whether it's opinions or, or, or popular things or motivational speaking, that, those types of things. I, I know too many pastors along the way that have, have just gotten to where they think that their words are more important than God's words. And so we leave the Bible behind and begin to say, this is, this is how I have adapted in my life. You know, even... Uh, the son of one of the pastors that I respect greatly, you know, has stepped out in recent years and said, you don't need the Old Testament anymore. We don't live in the Old Testament. All you need is the New Testament. You can't understand the New Testament without the Old Testament. It's the Old Testament that prepares us for the New. It's the Old Testament that shows us what is promised, and then the New Testament then presents that to us. You have to have the Word of God, and to be able to divide that rightly and accurately, and the very first thing that you do in handling it is to stick with it. There is no substitute for the Word of God. None. The little book, Jesus Calling, that is not a substitute for the Word of God. You don't have to pretend like Jesus is standing next to you and he's talking to you. You open this and he is talking to you. You know? You, the, the devotional books that you use may be very helpful in your understanding, but they cannot be a substitute for God's Word. Spend time every day with God in His Word. Let me show you what Paul has to say about that. We're, we're in verse number 13. We're just going to walk, walk our way through this verse. He says in verse number 13, Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. The, the phrase, the word, hold fast to, is a word that is akin to what we would be familiar with in weddings. When we say, uh, you know, I take so-and-so to have and to hold, right? That's exactly the same phrase that Paul is using here, that we are to have it and to hold it. That we're to stick with it like a, like, a, like a groom and his bride. They are to be inseparable. They are to be stuck together, glued together, welded together. When, when Jesus talks about marriage and he says that they are to cleave unto one another, it's the word for welding. 
It's the, it's, it's the, it's the word to, to, to put them together, not just so that they're stuck, but so that they really meld together and they become one. You know, pull them apart because now they are just one object. Two has become one. When it comes to the scriptures, that's how I'm to treat God's word. I want to be one with that. I I want to so give myself to Christ and to his word that I'm able to hold fast to that. Now, there are plenty of times throughout the scriptures, especially when it comes to the issue of salvation, when I begin to understand that it's God's job to hold on to me, it's not my job to hold on to him, right? I mean, he does that. I'm in the palm of his hand, and no one can snatch me out of the Father's hand. But when it comes to my attention to the Bible, he tells me to hold fast. You hold fast. You stick to the truth. That's what he's saying. But notice what he says. What we're to hold fast to. He says, it is the pattern of sound words. The pattern means that it is organized, that it's, that it's somehow uh, put together in a way that is understandable and it's easy for us to understand. You know, if a, few, um, a few semesters ago in our home groups, we did a book that was called, I think it was called What We Believe, uh, maybe it was a systematic theology. And that's a great big word, which simply means that you take the elements of theology and you make them systematic. You put them in categories. So we want to understand, what, what do we believe about God? What do we believe about the threefold person of God? What do we believe about the work of Christ? What do we believe about the Scriptures? What do we believe about ourselves and our sinfulness? What do we believe about salvation? What do we believe about the end times? What do we believe about civil life? What do we believe about all of these things? And so those systematic theologies are able to take the Bible and they just simply categorize those things and say, this is what we believe. Now, we as Baptists don't hold to any kind of creed, you know, like some, other, some others would, like, uh, like the Anglican church would stay true to the Apostles' Creed. We're not a creedal people. We say that we believe in the priesthood of the believer so that every church is autonomous. Really, every believer becomes autonomous in what they believe within reason, obviously, of the Scriptures and not getting off into some cultic, um, into some cultic beliefs that are there. But the pattern of sound words is simply the truth as it is organized. Now, let me show you why he says it that way. He says, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me. In other words, Paul has taken Timothy and mentored him. He's taken Paul, I mean, Paul has taken Timothy and discipled him. He's told him what is to be believed concerning God, concerning the nature of God, concerning the activity of God, concerning the Bible, concerning salvation, concerning sin, all of those things that we just went through. Paul is able, maybe on those missionary trips, maybe as they're at home resting, but he's able to tell Timothy and to teach Timothy what the truth of the Bible is. It's so easy to deviate. 
And so what Paul is saying is all of those things now that I taught you, I want you to hold on to that. We need to hold fast to that. What's he saying? He is saying stick to the truth. Stick to it. But, but look, at, look at this in this last little phrase, so to speak, in, uh, in verse number 13. He says, in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Now that goes back to how you hold fast. You hold fast in faith and you hold fast in love. It's important, isn't it? This is not just theoretical. Uh, these are not truths so that you can answer the questions in Sunday school. These are truths that are to lead to faith. This is what we genuinely believe. Do we genuinely believe, do we have faith that heaven and hell are real? Do we, do we genuinely believe that a person must be born again to go to heaven? If we say then that we believe those things, the holding fast is not just the intellectual, but the faith part of that, which leads me then to action. If I genuinely believe that there is a heaven and a hell and only born-again people are going to heaven, then that should behoove me to go and share the gospel with those who don't know. Right? If I really believe it. And that's what he's saying. Hold fast the pattern of sound words with faith. But he also says to hold fast with love. It's important, isn't it? It's important this way. Timothy Keller, I don't know if you know that name. He is a, he's a Christian writer. I like most of his stuff that he writes. And he says this, love without truth. All right, so hold on to that thought. Do you kind of get that in your mind. It's love but without truth, all right, is sentimentality. It supports and affirms us, but keeps us in denial about our flaws. I mean, we love one another, but we don't want to love each other so much that we tell each other the truth. We keep it on the fringes, right? Then he says this, truth without love. You got that one? Truth without love is harshness. It gives us information, but in such a way that we cannot really hear it. I know a whole bunch of people that feel like that they grew up in a church where they had lots of truth, but not a whole lot of love. You know, and it led to legalism. And it led to great judgment. And it led to them really kind of denying or departing from the faith. We need to hold fast. We need to stick to the truth. To stick to the truth that is time-tested. You know, Evie Hill said, if it's true, then it probably ain't new. And if it's new, then it probably ain't true. Stick to the time-tested truth of the Bible. But stick to it in faith. Stick to it in love, all centered on who? Which are in Christ Jesus. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his verse-by-verse -verse study of 2 Timothy. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior 
and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.